Welcome and thank you for joining our podcast series on Transforming Experiences in Retail, Restaurants, and Grocery, where we discuss transforming brands through customer, employee, and product experiences with our hosts, Zach Hamilton and Mike Debnar. Hello and welcome to Transforming Experiences, a brand new podcast that we are going to try to produce on a weekly basis and then throw in a monthly podcast with a deeper dive into some topics around customer experience and brand experience. And we're going to try to have some guest speakers. That's our plan for this podcast, but it is a hypothesis. We are welcoming any type of guidance or any kind of feedback on our podcast. So here we go. Week one got uh, my good friend Zach Hamilton with me. What our goal is for today is just to intro us, your host. It's going to be pretty short, maybe about 20 minutes. We're going to talk a little bit about our backgrounds. We've got our famous five questions, which we're also going to incorporate into our guest podcast. And that's what we're going to do for today. So sit back, enjoy, relax. Hope you get some information out of this that you can use. Zach Hamilton, tell me about yourself, brother. Dude, that's that's a loaded question, right? For for season one, episode one. But you know, it's really interesting, Mike. I always I love listening to different podcasts and just listening to different people, leaders speak. And what I love to always hear is the story on how they started pursuing their passion, right? And I think you and I are both in the same realm. My passion is elevating brand experience through customer product employee experience. So I'll give you the story about, I think how I kind of came into customer experience. Of course, it was by default. You can't go to a college or university right now and major in customer or employee experience. But whenever I get asked the question of like, hey, how'd you land here? What happened? I I always go back and tell this story growing up. My mom was a single mother of four kids, three sisters, and then myself which is why I'm the perfect child, I always like to say. And I'll never forget our lawnmower broke down. And my mom was like, hey, let's go to the local department store. We got to get a lawnmower. And when we first walked in that department store, she basically said to the sales guy, hey, I need X, Y, and Z. I need something to keep my kids safe while I'm not home and they're mowing. I don't need all the bells and whistles. And this is what my budget is. If you can get it into those three things, I'm going to buy today. And I'll never forget, we're walking over the lawnmower section and he takes us to the top of the line riding lawnmower, right? And it like pissed my mom off. She's like, come on. So we leave the department store, we get in the car and she's like, we're gonna go to a different one and we're gonna gonna find one there. But I'll never forget, Mike, like on the drive over there, we're at this stoplight. She turns to all four of us kids. I'm thinking like I was like six or seven. I don't even know. And she's like, I just want you to make one promise to me right now. No matter what profession you go into, whether it's business or medicine or or legal, you will never minimize the needs of your customer or your patient to make your own end number. And I'm like, okay, right? I'm six. That's pretty heavy shit. Like, (laughs) whatever. And But you know what's interesting, though, is going into business right? Like I never thought about that. I'm an operator at heart. If you go back and look at all the roles that I've had kind of leading up to joining Medallia, it's all been in operations, operations, operations. And I'll never forget what kind of led me to customer experience, Mike, was 
my former, before I joined Regalia at a former brand, one of my kind of first customer-centric initiatives was launching a smartphone division, right? So how do we lease smartphones to customers who can't go afford or have essentially the credit worthiness to be with the big four? And then, oh, by the way, who do we partner with a prepaid brand? And kind of through our pilot experience, we were leasing second tier devices. Although customer aspiration, right, is like Apple, Samsung, the name, like tier one devices. We were doing a hell of a job selling them. We were doing a hell of a job of activating that prepaid service. Matter of fact, like we became the number one retail channel for prepaid service just in this pilot. The challenge that we had, Mike, was they were also being returned, Mm. right? And I'll never forget, I was in an executive meeting and our CFO loved the guy today, but he's like, look, it is your job to tell a consumer what they want. And it's your job to figure out how to keep those phones out on lease. And I think it was that in that moment, my mom came back into my head. And I remember just putting my foot down and saying, like, look, my job is to deliver the consumers what they want. My job is not to minimize what they want in order for us to make a profit. And if we put the customer first, the profit will be there on the back end. And I remember saying that to the executive leaders. And not too long after that, they said, hey, look, we don't really have a formal CX strategy. We want you to lead CX for our organization. And so that's how I came into CX is truly like having that passion to build for customers by customers. So I'm curious, like, what was that moment for you? I mean, you've got a great story career. would love to hear about it. But like, what was that aha moment that led you into brand experience? Yeah. yeah, no, that's really, really good, Zach. And I love what you said about putting the customer first and profits are like the byproduct of doing that. I'm a huge fan of conscious capitalism. If you've heard of that, it's a really, just go, anybody's listening, just go do a wiki Look up on it and it's great stuff because the idea was if you do the right thing, you'll be rewarded. And I think that goes for life. But in business, not many people thought that way. And it was the founders of Whole Foods and Container Store that started that movement. Yeah. So my first memory of, you know, customer experience and and the brand of Mike Debnar, I guess, is that I wanted some new toy when I was a kid. And my parents said that. I was going to have to sell some of my existing toys in a garage sale and make enough money to buy the new toy. And they had a garage sale. And I remember how I took time to clean the toys I was going to sell, to arrange them. They gave me my own little card table, to arrange them on the card table, you know, just so like things went with other things. And it made sense to me. It was, I didn't know it was called styling. That's called styling and retailing. And so, and so I, you know, I did this. And then the product knowledge, right? Like, so anybody who was interested, I could tell them all about it. And it was, it was just quite the experience. And I made, I made enough money to buy, I think it was like a radio control car I was looking for, which probably broke like three minutes later after I bought it. But that was it. And I was like, wow, that makes a difference. What I just did as like a 10-year-old makes a difference. Like people really enjoy talking to me and learning about the toys, you know, and And so that was my first 
I guess my first aha moment that I was going to be in retail. So also when I was a kid, the closest store to us was a 7-Eleven. I used to ride my little dirt bike up there on the hot asphalt roads of Georgia and go there and get my baseball cards. Me and my buddies would meet there and it was everything to me. It was like the most innovative store on the planet. And I told my parents, I said, I want to work for 7-Eleven. You know? <laughs> I'm sure they were yeah. like, damn, don't you want to be the president? And I was like, no, 7-Eleven. And so I made that happen. And I loved working for the brand and did a lot of different roles there, uh, including doing innovation and the digital guest experience is, is where I got to know Medallia and actually purchased Medallia software and eventually came to work here because I wanted to to dedicate the rest of my career to customer experience because I know how powerful it is. So that's that's kind of how I got here. What's key to that though too, if you don't mind, is like brand affinity, right? So you had that kind of brand affinity for, I love 7-Eleven. When I was a kid, I thought they were the most innovative brand. I wanted to go work there. So you aligned your purpose and passion for engaging customers in that garage sale to how 7-Eleven engaged you as that customer, right? And, and I think that's so paramount when I think about who we are as, as humans today and like the emotional connectedness that we all have as, as human beings, right? We want to emotionally connect with everyone. When you truly align your values to the brand purpose that you work for, man, are you so much more passionate for what you do, right? I mean, look, like you, I was on the practitioner side. We were a customer of Medallias for, for since 2013, so for several years. And I was like you, where it was like, look, I love solving challenges for our customers, but there was always something that went unfulfilled. And anytime that I had like that one challenge, I would always look to the leaders in Medallia to say, look, give me some inspiration or help me get unstuck. Or am I thinking about this the right way? And I remember not too long ago, it'll be almost two years at Medallia. But when I was kind of evaluating what I wanted to do with kind of that second phase of my career, it was how do I elevate and solve challenges globally with many brands? Mm, And the only company that I knew that I wanted to work for was Medallia. Like it was the brand that I thought this is who is really going to unlock my passion and my potential. And in turn, I go do what I love every day. So I'd love just for you to talk just a little bit about when you think about passion, right? There's passion coming through you when you were telling your story about 7-Eleven. Passion coming through me and talking about customers in customer experience, brand experience, employee experience today. I think we work with some of the most passionate leaders like talk a little bit about that, like how important passion plays in experience, knowing that you can't go major in this at a university. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to the origins of why we're even here. And that is, is that, you know, we were passionate about some problem or some need that was solved by a brand and and the way they did it, right? There's this great TED talk by a guy named Simon Sinek. You've probably seen it. It's something like what great leaders do, but he he does these circles, right? And he said that we engage with brands for the why, why they do what they're doing. 
and then the how and then the what comes next. And so I've always thought that, you know, you to be truly passionate, whether it's the brands that you shop, whether it's the company you go work for, you've got to understand why the hell they even started the company and why they exist. And does that align with your values? And if it does, man, there's fireworks, right? And if it doesn't, then it's just a job or it's just another shopping trip. You could care less. You're going to be splitting your behavior. You're going to be on LinkedIn saying, yes, I'm available. And so it's really about connecting to, and I hate to steal Simon Sinek's topic here, but it's, it's that why why brands do what they do, why the companies that you work for do what they do. And if they don't have a good answer for that, well, maybe that's an opportunity for you to go find an answer for that. It was somewhere. The founder of any company, there was passion and there was a why. Very few people have the fortitude to start a company and all the pain in the butt that comes with that just to try to make money, right? I mean, that just isn't enough. You know, that's where I see it is that, you know, we've got if you have a leader that can articulate why the company is here, and, and I think it's, you know, for, for example, for us, you know, we, we sell software. It's not about selling software. Like if you're selling software, you're not going to be that great. If you're serving customers and trying to help them be better or try to help them stay on top, and it just so happens that your software can be a part of that, hallelujah. But if you go in and say, I just want to sell software, it doesn't work. Not at least I haven't found that it works that way. I agree. It's all about how do we add value to someone's life, right? We're either adding value or we are taking value away from them in that general interaction, which I love. So look, I know we're passionate. We could go down this topic. I, I agree with you. I think Simon Sinek is one of the most innovative thought leaders of our time right now. And you think about his golden circles and why and why eaters, leaders eat last and those things. And, and I love listening to him. I know we have these five questions. We're going to start with them and then we're going to ask our guests these same questions. So let me start with you. So first question, what's your favorite brand and why? That's one that I can automatically spit out. It's Costco. I love that brand. I remember in 1990. I think it was 1997, Costco opened a store. And you're going to be familiar with this. I lived in, in Brookhaven. It's a part of Atlanta. And they yeah. opened a store over there by Perimeter Mall. And we went there. It was right around Thanksgiving. And if you bought a membership, they gave you a free turkey. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And so we took the free turkey. And then, you know, we ended up going to Costco for everything. It like, And what I didn't realize at the time was, is that there was a method to their style of retailing. Most people don't know this. Only 4,000 SKUs in a warehouse. That's it. And 3,000 of those are what you kind of call core items. And 1,000 are in and out items. They call them the treasure hunt items. And you know what they are. It's like, geez, they've got a Yeti cooler today. Yeah, I better buy it because next time I come, it won't be here. And that whole experience is great. Not to mention that they stand behind the products they don't even make. You could return them anytime for any reason, no questions asked. And here's the other thing, employees. If you go there and they put the year that they started with the company on their badge, I'll be damned. They're all forever employees there. That tells you something. So Costco is my favorite brand. That's interesting. I actually am making a Costco run this weekend. What's your favorite product experience? It's kind of split. I would say the first thing off the top of my head are Sonos speakers. I am a huge 
proponent of these speakers. They have changed the way that we listen to music in this house. We don't even watch TV anymore. We listen to music and they're just almost the perfect product and the software that goes along with it. So the Sonos speaker is the top of my list. Love it. How about what's your favorite book or a book that you would recommend to any leader? The book I talk about the most is a fantastic book. It's called The Origin of Brands. It's by this guy. His name's Al Reese. He's a guru in marketing. And obviously, it's a take off of Darwin's Origin of Species, but it's fantastic. And what I learned about, and I learned a lot in this, everybody should read this book. It's easy to read, by the way. You don't need to be a marketing major to read it. It's fantastic. And the thing that I learned most from this book is this notion of divergence. It's things becoming more and more specialized. Well, Darwin came up with that, but it lives and breathes in brands too. Like you mentioned department stores before. That's where we went for everything. Everything diverged out of department stores. Now you've got, take this thread. We used to buy our furniture at a department store, right? Then it went to, well, now there's like, there's these big furniture stores. There's specialized furniture stores. Well, what if you buy a mattress? Now you got specialized mattress stores. Everything becomes more and more specialized. It is how nature works. Nothing converges, everything diverges. And I learned that it's a valuable lesson. Yeah, no, I love it. What do you do for fun? I love to fish. That's my thing. And what's your uh, favorite fish then? It's probably gonna be pretty common. I like catching largemouth bass. Pound for pound, these things are fighters. They live almost everywhere in the United States. You could almost throw a pop top into a lake and catch one because they're so aggressive. So I love catching catching bass but you know how people like going and playing different golf courses and that you know if they like golf that's what i love about fishing is there's so many different venues and everything presents a different thing that you have to analyze the water if it's a river versus a, a pond versus a big lake and i just find it to be ultimately challenging and rewarding and my two sons are following right in my footsteps so that's it that's awesome. Yep. I, that was four. I'm just going to be honest. I guess I didn't write down a fifth. Yeah. Well, we'll come up with a fifth. That's uh, right. Hey, audience, give us the fifth. All right. I'm going to turn it around on you. And here you go. Favorite brand. Why? Uh, that's interesting. I was actually trying to think of it too. And then I was thinking, okay, what do I have the most of, of my brand? So I think about all my different clothes. I think one of the most favorite brands that I have is probably my Hoka ones, my running shoes. I love Hoka. And here's the reason why I love Hoka is Hoka is all about endurance athletes, right? Running, triathlons, that type of thing. But what I love is they truly build for the athlete by the athlete. So they're constantly asking feedback on products. You can buy a pair of Hoka's you can run in them for 30 days. And if your feet still don't feel good at the end of the 30 days, you can send them back a full refund, right? Because they truly want you to feel that level of comfort and they want to add value. The last thing that they want is for you not to enjoy your workout. So I would say Hoka's definitely one of my favorite brands. Well, the next question is product experience. Is that the same or do you have a different different. I'll add another one. Product experience would probably be Peloton. And I think you could probably go Hoka or Peloton, both for a brand or product. And here's the reason why I think Peloton is super innovative. 
right? I think what they have done even pre-pandemic to truly innovate and transform the way that people exercise and understanding that it is not convenient for me to leave my house, drive 15, 20 minutes or so to go exercise and come back, right? Especially when you think about convenience and ease and that type of thing. And so what they've done with their bike, what they've done with their tread. So I have both of them. I love to be able to put my heart rate monitor on. I love to see all of my metrics. I love the community that they've built. I love the instructors. We all have our own favorite instructors, but like when I get on that bike, I just love getting on that bike. It's not a, Oh, I have to work out today. Not a chore. It, it, I am I'm up. I get to work out and I love, I just love it. Yeah. Well, I have both the tread and the bike as well. My wife is much more into it than I am. Let me tell you what's so innovative. I'll just, I'm going to throw my two cents in here is the actual users of these products are innovating with like Peloton doesn't have anything to do with it there. My wife just told me that there's a Facebook group called hardcore on the floor, which is Peloton users that has a hundred, 170,000 people in that community. And one woman created it. Just, she just decided to do it. 170,000. And so not only is the brand innovating, but they have, created a situation where now the users are the main innovators in in using that product. So it's, it's Uh very cool. It's not just that, right? So my wife, we should probably connect our wives because my wife is kind of the same. When we first started to, when I said, Hey babe, I'd love to get a Peloton. It was, we're never going to use this. Why are we doing this? Yada, 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 yada. She uses it more than what I do. She's a part of the hardcore on the floor. What she loves about it is, the calendar is built for her. She doesn't have to think about it. That's it's the right. same thing with the Power Zone Pack, right? So I have a member of Power Zone Pack. I do the Power Zone Challenges. You have one user, Andrew Verbeck, who created this tribe, now has monetized it. She's yes. built her own website through all these challenges that imports data, gives more data than what the bike does. But to your point, it's the users, and I think the, that are innovating the products. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, let's go on to the next question. Favorite book? Yeah, so many good books. I think the one is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And here's the reason why. It's all about making systematic changes into the way that you live, right? How do you make it easier for yourself? Like, it's not just about... I want to go lose weight, but it's how do you become better at your profession? What are those small things that you can do every single day in your habits that essentially compound over time that make you a better human being, crafts your professionalism, helps you achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. And I think why it's one of my favorites, and you know this, too many times we all jump in and we want to make these massive changes And then within the first two weeks, we hit resistance and we failed because we didn't have the right process in place. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's that whole figure out as quickly as possible what's working and what's not working. And when it comes to companies that, you know, spend as little as possible to figure out what works and doesn't work, validate or invalidate quickly. All right. Here's the last question. And the last question of the fourth of the fifth. So the last question we'll figure out later is, 
Well, what do you do for fun? It's a good question. I think anything, I will answer it this way, anything outdoor, right? So it could be hiking. I mean, I live north of Atlanta, base of the Appalachians, right? So you can just go, like one of my favorite trails is at Red Top. I know you're well aware of Red yes. Top and Alatoona. Takes me about 15, 20 minutes to get up there, but I can go hike a six mile trail. I get signals. So if I want to take calls up there, I can. Anything outdoor, putting in a, a stand up paddleboard. I mean, just connecting with nature mm. is fun for me. Agreed. Well, that's great. That's a great segue because I think we're going to wrap this up. But a preview for next week is. We're going to take a look at some data that's just come out, some reporting from our little sister company, Sense360, on the future of retail. So we'll talk about that next week. And one of the categories they talk about, Zach, that's just been blowing up is sporting goods for yep. you know, people are wanting to get out and connect with nature. So hopefully we'll be able to cover off on that next week. Some other categories too, maybe grocery, maybe restaurant, just to kind of dive into that report and we'll make it available to everybody. So thank you very much, everybody, for your attention and listening to us. And Zach, thanks for joining me on this. And I'm really looking forward to kicking this thing off. And I'm looking forward to 10 years from now, we're still doing this because we're passionate about it and because hopefully it's interesting to people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been real. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a great CX week. What did you think of today's conversation? What did you find the most interesting? If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. And if you have suggestions for future topics, let us know. To learn more about transforming experiences, visit Medallia.com or contact us directly at podcast at Medallia.com. Tune in to the next podcast. Until then, stay healthy and safe.